Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. Being an entrepreneur, owning your own business is tough. There's a lot of things on that checklist to do. There's a lot of big ambitious goals that we have and there's a lot of hurdles along the way but the number one thing that's going to help you through all of that is what happens in your head and how you speak to yourself the story that you are creating for yourself and that voice and that voice is really whatever you want it to be but there's a lot of things in our past that psychologically just have that voice say things that maybe we don't want it to say, but then we start to believe it. And then it starts to determine what actions we take or don't take and the results that we get or don't get. What if you put in all this hard work and you try and you follow all the directions and you still don't get the results you want? Perhaps you do a big launch, you validated that idea, you've gone through the whole process and then nobody buys. It's a tough thing because it happens. It's happened to me. It's happened to many other entrepreneurs. And yes, on the surface from the outside, it's very much just one of those learning experiences, those failures that we have to go through, right? But when it's your failure, it's tough. And you start to make up these stories about why things didn't go well. And then you start to get down on yourself. And this is when many people quit. But I'm here to tell you that we're going to get some help today. Dr. Shannon Irvin is on with us. And she is a dear friend of mine, one of my students, and now has taken her brand new podcast to levels that are just pretty insane in terms of how it's helping her and her business. And we're going to dive into that a little bit. But really what we're going to dive into is your story and the story that you're telling yourself. She comes with a PhD in psychology with a specialty in neuroplasticity and neuropsychology. And on this podcast, you're going to learn how to break through those moments in your life where you might be feeling down on yourself how to move forward despite the failures, and how to rewrite that story so you have a successful life. You ready for this? This is going to be a good one. Let's do it. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he says he's still in the first chapter of the biography of his life, Pat Flynn. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to session 331 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. My name is Pat Flynn, here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people, too. And today, like I said, we have Dr. Shannon Irvin on the show with us. You can find her at drshannonirvine.com and also the Epic Success Podcast, an amazing show that's helping people through the tough times and the psychology and all the things that have to go and, and have to happen for us to succeed and move forward in our business. And I'm happy to have her on the show. She's a student of mine. She was one of the original beta testers of Power Up Podcasting, my course to help you start your podcast. And her show has grown and has helped her business quite big. And I'm excited to have her on today. So let's just get right into it. Dr. Shannon Irvin. Shannon, welcome. Uh, welcome back to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thanks for being here again. Oh, I'm so stoked to be here with you today, Pat. The last time you were on, we were discussing your podcast, Epic Success Podcast, uh, which was great. And you were a student of mine when my course, Power Up Podcasting, came out. And your podcast has uh, grown so much, and you've done so much more yeah. since then, uh, helping people break through from six figures to seven figures. That's what you do. You help them through all the mindset things that relate to that. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I just want to ask you, like, give us an update. How are things going in your business and, and in life? Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, I'm addicted to podcasting. I love being able to serve entrepreneurs in that way. And it's been such an amazing journey to be able to speak to all of these different entrepreneurs from different backgrounds and be able to share their stories and the things that have helped them build their businesses so that people who listen to the podcast can really take all those golden nuggets and plug them into their businesses. And it's just been a joy to watch the podcast grow and help more and more entrepreneurs build their empires as they're getting started. So it's it's been a, a great journey. And then bringing my offline business online for the past year and a half or so has been uh, humbling <laughs> and uh, a great a journey as well in terms of you know, learning how the online space works differently than my offline consulting business and really fully being present for the tribe that is uh, growing. So it's, it's, it's been an amazing year. That's excellent. I know there's a lot of people who are listening right now who have an online, an offline business, excuse me, and want to transition into online. Do you have perhaps uh, one tip that you can offer related to your transition and something perhaps you wish you knew about before you'd made that transition? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think the big key is that, it does feel so different. And I'd, I'd kind of I'd studied and mentored under a lot of online entrepreneurs before I took the leap. So I'd already been indoctrinated and kind of understood the lay of the land. I had the map, but having the map and actually driving it is a whole different ballgame, right. right? So I think the biggest thing that I would recommend is don't forget that you know how to run a business, if you have a successful offline business and you've done all the work to set that up, bring all of those skills into the online community because they are honestly the the pillars that will help you scale faster. And what I see a lot of times, a lot of the mistakes that I see with some of my clients that are trying to do the same thing is they'll get online and they just kind of throw away like all of their business acumen because it seems so different. But in reality, those core pieces of staying committed, consistent, always showing up, serving, customers always right, all of those things are the linchpins that have really propelled my business online this last year. And I feel like 
it's the thing that can really help you grow so much faster than if you get in and just abandon all that. Right, because offline or off online, it's still business. And yeah. what works is helping people and serving and showing mm-hmm. up and being consistent. Like you said, I love that a lot. Now, the name of your podcast is uh, the Epic Success Podcast. What is What does Epic mean to you? Epic means to me, it's really building a life and a business that is completely fulfilling. So that's why I didn't call it like the hustle podcast or the, uh, you know, the anything like that. I, you know, I'm, I'm a very highly driven human being, but one of the things that really drives me is how people can build their businesses to to six, seven, and even eight figures, right? But still have a life and a family and everything around them that they enjoy. So epic success is really defined by the individual entrepreneur. What is it for you? So for you and I, Pat, we both have families and and that Mm -hmm. is a priority for us. For other entrepreneurs, that's not the case and they have different values and they're driven differently. But I want to really, my mission is to see entrepreneurs really step in and define what success looks like so when they get there they can actually feel successful instead of getting to that place and then realizing there's so much more because they left their family behind they left everything that they value behind and they may have hit the number but they're they're not successful so epic success is really that integrated success defined by the entrepreneur i love that and for those of you who have read my book will it fly i mean this is why the exercises in the beginning of the book are so important because it's about who do you want to be and i've just like you have have come across several entrepreneurs who on paper look amazing employees millions of dollars but they're unhappy they're unfulfilled and i'm like you're an entrepreneur you can choose any direction you want yet you went down this direction that doesn't match who you want to be and it's kind of sad so i'm thankful that you're here to help us uh, realize these things as well um, early on before perhaps it's too late. I always use the analogy of the ladder, right? You're climbing the ladder yeah. and you might be at the top of the ladder, but then you realize you're up the wrong ladder and that's that, that's a tough thing to do. And then my analogy for that is like, you got to let go, which is which is hard yes. um, in order in order to progress. So, so that's great. Now, for those of you listening, a lot of you may not already be at the six-figure level. Uh, there is a whole set of mindset uh, related items that you need to go through to break through to, you know, start to first win, first win to, you know, thriving business, thriving business to crossing that six figure mark. Now, whether you have reached that benchmark yet or not, the things that we're going to talk about right now are going to be really helpful to prepare you for what's coming and also probably just still be very relevant to what you're going through right now. So I'd love to ask you, Shannon, you know, when people consider growing their business and especially going from six figures to seven figures, you know, it's a lot of strategies. It's a lot of tactics, but I yep. know that that's not where we should start. Where do we start when it comes to how do we grow our business and scale it um, at, at that level? You know, it's it's so true that as an entrepreneur starts, we really do focus in on those strategies. You know, we're looking at, okay, what's the best way to do Facebook ads or whatever the strategy may be. And we spend our energy in those in pursuit of those things. And that's good, right? Because we have to build a foundation. Foundation has to be here there. But what I see over and over again, and it happened to me too. I mean, I was I was all great with just strategy and hustle until 
my I had a six figure business. It was it was going great. And then I got married and then I had to kind of do the adjustment of, okay, how do I do this with another human being? But that worked out because we were both adults, right? So we figured that out. And then kids came and then all bets were off. Like, you know, my values changed, everything kind of turned upside down. And I had one of those moments where I was overworked, I was hustling and that got me to a six figure business. So you, you can hustle your way there, but there's a point in which it just stops and all the things, all the strategy, all the latest and greatest, whatever's working on, you know, line right now doesn't work anymore because those are just vehicles. Mm-hmm. So any vehicle can get you to that place. But if you haven't slowed down to work on who you are and actually step into the person, you know, Albert Einstein has a great quote. And I see it all around a lot right now. But the thinking that got you to where you are right now, that overwhelmed, overworked entrepreneur is not the thinking that's going to get you to the next level. And it's the hardest thing for us as driven people to slow down to speed up and it is by far the number one thing from every entrepreneur, including yourself, James Wedmore, Amy Porterfield, that I've had the blessing to be able to interview on the podcast as well as all my clients and myself, hands down, slowing down to work on who you are as an entrepreneur and who you want to be and stepping into the thinking and the actions of a upper six or seven figure entrepreneur is the number one thing that actually allows you to get there. And it's, it's hard for us because it's not a, it doesn't feel like, you know, a tick the box kind of thing uh, in terms of building your mindset. But if you don't do it, then you're going to be that hamster on a hamster wheel, always feeling like you're so busy, but your growth will literally stop on you and you won't be able to move forward. You know, you know, it's interesting, and I don't know if those of you listening know this, but I have a high-level uh, coaching slash mastermind program called the SPI Accelerator, and it was only released to those who were on my email list who are at that level, so a lot of you probably have never heard of that, but it's it's called the SPI Accelerator program. It's been running for several months now. It's, uh, Shannon, you're in there, and it's great, and you know the community in there is awesome. Um, somebody in the group had said the other day, you know, I know you call this the Accelerator program, but actually what you're helping us do is deaccelerate. Yes. <laughs> and that's yes. that's just like you said. I mean, it perfectly aligns and 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 these are people who are at that level too. Like the the way to grow is to slow. Yes. And um I just made that up by the way. I kind of like that. Oh. Um we're <laughs> slow to grow. No. To grow anyway. I'm anyway. not going to try and figure that out right now, but um it, it's so true and I think w- w- what got you here won't get you there, but we are so used to doing the things that got us here. How do, mm-hmm. and, and, and you have a background in psychology. How do we, how do we even begin to, to, to slow down when, like, I think it's easy just to say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But when you actually have to do that, it, yeah. it's one of the hardest things to do. And I know from my own personal experience, too, what can we do? How can we better execute on slowing down? How do we know what to slow down to? Do you have mm-hmm. any tips for us there? I do. So one of the things I really want you to hear is that a lot of times 
we think about doing, you know, that kind this kind of mindset work, we think of it as kind of this out there, like, it's like a floating cloud, like you can't quite get your hands around it, kind of woo woo. And if you like the woo woo thing, then great. But for me, I'm, I'm like a type a, I like lists. I, I want to know there's a process behind things. And that's why I got, I took it, you know, I was, I had high level mentors. I studied their lives, but it still wasn't enough. And so that's why I ended up going on and getting my PhD in neuropsychology. It, it's borderline obsessive, but I really wanted to understand like neurologically speaking, what's different about people who have this high, high level of success, whether it be an entrepreneur or even in athletics. And some of my clients are athletes as well. And they have a, a way of thinking that is different from somebody who is, is not at that level and what's different. And it's really intriguing to know, I think, and very freeing to know is Everything that they have, you can have. You actually have the capacity right now because the way your brain is wired, it is wired for automation and it's wired for efficiency. It's by far the most amazing system and tool you have as an entrepreneur to scale your business. But most people, except for those in the top you know, 5%, are not tapping into it. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, a great example of this, there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system, right? And its number one job is to prove, to, to find evidence for what you feed it. Now, the bad news about our brains is that it's neutral. So no matter what you feed it, whether it's hustle and overwhelm, and I'm not sure if I can do this, and I'm not sure if I'm worth this, and all of the stories, and we can talk about how stories kill your business too, but you're either feeding it that or you're feeding it the thinking and the actions and the steps of what it takes to scale. Either way, your brain is going to start working for giving you evidence that that's true. So if you're spending your energy just saying like things to yourself like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm cut out for this. I'm not sure if I can do this. All the self-doubt. Well, your brain is going to start looking for evidence that that's true. So this is where like the book Think and Grow Rich actually makes sense on a psychological level. It's the stuff that you're telling yourself that helps make things happen. It's not like you think and and then money will magically appear, but you you will begin to behave as if you will become successful. Absolutely. And, And we know this practically, a practical example of how this part of our brains work for us is if you've ever gone and finally you know, saved up and got an amazing new car, right? You've got your Tesla there. And before you actually went and made the purchase, you never saw that car and you were pretty sure you have the most original car that's ever going to be on the road. And then the second you drive off the lot, thousands of people have the exact same car. And nothing shifted in the universe, (laughs) but that's your brain actually, you've told it, I want this car, I want this car, I want this car, I want this car. And then as soon as you have the car, there's that evidence. And then your brain says, see, here it is everywhere. Now you're seeing it everywhere. Mm. It was always there. And it's the same thing that can happen in terms of success in your business. If you're thinking I can or I can't, your brain starts to go to work for you. So one of the big pieces that when you talk about slowing down to speed up, slow to grow. That's what you said. Oh, is it? Oh, sweet. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> is, um, we, whether you believe this or not, yours, you have stories and those stories 
drive your actions. And it th- those stories live in your subconscious and everyone has them. So you right now you have a story about success. You have a story about failure. You have a story about money. You have a story about your worth and identity. And if you leave those stories in your subconscious, then they will absolutely drive your beliefs, which drive your actions, which which drive your thoughts, which drive your actions. And those actions lead you to your success. So doesn't it make sense that we start to do the the, the little bit of work that it takes to start to uncover those stories so that we can make sure that they are the stories we actually want to be hardwiring in our brain because they are hardwired right now. Mm-hmm. So stories like, here's a great one. We'll start with the money thing because the money thing is a big thing. So with you grew up like me where I, where I always heard like money doesn't grow on trees. Um, can't afford that. Can't afford that. Or here's a big one for us entrepreneurs. You've got to really work hard if you want to be successful. So if you're not working hard, then you won't earn enough money. Mm. So that story right there will keep you on that hustle and grind train and keep you stagnated at a, at a level of success that you can't break through because you're not, because as soon as you get close to breaking through, your your brain is going to be in conflict and you're going to do something like procrastinate or turn on Netflix instead of doing the things you need to do to get it done because your brain wants to stay in balance. And so that story is living in your subconscious. You've got to rewire that story and the you can. Here's wow. the beautiful thing. You ca- absolutely can rewire, rewrite and write the story that's accurate so that you can get to those next levels of success in your life and your business, but you you have to start to become aware of them. And I take my clients through a process of, you know, going through and becoming aware, writing it down, and then literally putting those those beliefs and those stories on trial. And, um, and then, of course, writing the story that you want to have. Can we dive deeper into that process for, yeah. for those of us who are listening who we know we have stories? And like a, a, a good concrete example, I think a lot of us can relate to this uh, was reminded when uh, to me when you were talking is, you know, when we have like a bad day mm-hmm. and just like things keep bad things keep stacking on each yeah. other. It's yeah. because we wake up and, you know, something happens, something breaks and we're like, oh, that that happened. And then immediately something else happens. And we're like, oh, man, like today is going to be a bad day. And then you start looking for yeah. things that are bad that you wouldn't have normally probably even paid attention to. And you look down, and you have a stain on your pants like, oh. <laughs> yep, this is my yep. bad day today. Look at yep. it. I got a stain in my pants where mm-hmm. before it wouldn't even it would be, wouldn't even matter. And then it just kind of snowballs and I think that is a small reflection on a day that is perhaps something that we are living through every single week, every single month, every single year. How do we rewrite that story like you said? These so so the, this is like the thinking part now now it's the the ta- the um the training part. How do we get out of that? You you had mentioned writing it down mm-hmm. I, I, being aware right is number one but being then where is number one so i have a, a four-hour process that i take my entrepreneurs through and, and the reality is what you're talking about is a great example pat because it that keys in on our embedded story about failure so we have a story regardless of whether you think you do or not so it's all fine and good unless unless the stress happens. Like you said, you woke up, something happened. So that it's always in those moments of stress or those moments where you're going beyond your comfort zone, which is what we do as entrepreneurs pretty much daily. Mm-hmm. So 
those are great opportunities because we don't he- we don't get confronted with our stories if things are going fine you're making everything you want your marriage is fantastic your kids are all beautiful and they don't overact out you know that perfect world you never have to actually engage with your story but your story and i always talk about the fact that your your subconscious is where your story lives and the subconscious wins like you can't outthink your subconscious because it's hardwired for you so to get into that four R process, you have to start recognizing that's the first R is just recognizing that you have it. So in that moment of stress, when you wake up and, you know, step in gum or whatever the thing is that's that kicks it off, mm-hmm. start to tune into what am I saying about myself? What am I what am I thinking about failure, about success? What depending on what trigger is happening at the moment. For this one, is like what what's my story about failure? And usually these these stories come about because somehow they protected us as a child. And so I, I want you to give yourself like tons of grace for having these stories. First of all, everybody has them. So even those great Pinterest worthy people that are making millions, they have them too. And they still have to deal with them. Okay. So give yourself a lot of grace on that. But you, you're, you're recognizing it as saying, okay, what's my story about failure? Yeah. So these things always happen to me. So instead of just thinking about it, you got to grab a piece of paper and a journal. And I have a journal that I have them, you know, wor- you want to work on pen and paper because it pulls it out of the subconscious and actually pulls it in to a part of your brain that can actually start to work on it. So mm-hmm. you would write down on the piece of paper, things never go right for me. And then the next part of that process is to read it. So not not inside your head, read it out loud because the adult in you is going to either do one of two things. You're either going to read it and you're going to say, that's not true. Like you're going to immediately have evidence to the fact that that's not true. You're going to start. Here's a great example. I'll use myself because it's it's a little bit more concrete. So when I was starting the to develop the podcast, right, mm-hmm. I had that moment of like, gosh, do I have enough like worth or value to bring to the podcast? And it was just rolling around in my mind. But then I'd keep pushing through like because that's what we do. We're like, ah, and you kind of dismiss it and you keep driving. And um, but it kept coming up. And like as I kept getting, you know, a couple bigger people saying yes to coming on, I'm like, you know, posture syndrome kicks in and all those things. And we still go through it. I just know how to deal with it quicker. (laughs) That's all. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I wrote, I'm not sure if I have enough value to bring to the podcast world. And, um, And immediately I looked at that and I was like. Well, that's not true. Like I have this background in neuropsychology, which is giving like mindset and growth an actual process to work through. And I've I've been an entrepreneur since I was 20. So I started refuting it. And that's the next thing. You put it on trial. You just start refuting it. Is that true? And you just ask that question. Is this thing that I wrote down true? And you need to do a lot of this work, pen to paper and outside of your own thinking voice outside, you know, actually talking. So maybe your family might think you're a little bit off, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, once you put it on trial, it, it, as an adult, you start to immediately say, no, that's not true. And then you write the correct story, which is what is true and valid. Now, where it gets a little tricky is if you're in that writing phase and you read it out loud to yourself and you kind of agree with it. And this has happened, um, so I wanted to talk about that because sometimes these are so deep-seated from survival as a child that worth, identity, things are all wrapped up in success, failure, and and money. It's just, they're just like a tangled weave. So, 
at, you know, if that happens, if you're sitting there and you're like reading what you wrote out loud and you, you're in agreement with it, then you need to take it outside of yourself and put that on someone you love or like a child or a spouse or a best friend. So in this podcasting situation, because I knew to, that I really needed to slay this if I was going to do a decent job at serving people, I, I read it and I started to refute it. But then I thought about saying that to my son. You don't have enough value to bring to what you're doing in the world. And then, you know, that mom and me that is like, oh, no, you don't. I'll snatch you. <laughs> you, know, started, you know, you get started that energy because sometimes we have to put it outside of ourselves to see the lie. And that's all it is. It's just a lie that protected you at some point, but is actually keeping it. I call it you know, success sabotaging beliefs at this point. And so you then rewrite it. What is the truth? And and you write it down. And then the that's the biggest part of the work. So that's really not that painful. Now, when the emotion comes up surrounding that stress moment again, you just you already have what is truth and you just keep repeating the truth. Now, what's going on behind the scenes so I can take it out of the the like esoteric place is you're actually starting to hardwire the, the truth. So the old belief, you were subconsciously just believing and repeating. So you had a neural network that was mm -hmm. built like a freeway. And that freeway, that's what our brains do. do. They, they really make it easy for us to think and, and not have to actually use energy to do it. It's automated. So now you're taking and building a new neural network by repeating this truth every single time you come up against even the emotion of not feeling enough or even the emotion of feeling the failure, even when the stain gets on your shirt. It seems so simple. And this is this is where people get tripped up. It seems like such simple work that us driven high performance people kind of want to dismiss it and just move on to the tactical. But dismissing that and moving to the tactical is going to completely stunt your growth. So you've got to be able to be willing to say, you know what, I I have a, a self-leadership and I actually want to write the story that happens. And we can. Have you ever heard of Hal Elrod in the America Morning? Oh, yeah. Hal, I, I love Hal. And I saw you recently there at his birthday. That was really cool. Yeah, it was his birthday in the world premiere of the, the America Morning movie, which oh, um, which I was in and, and, and really cool. But you know what this is, this is reminding me of? It's the mm -hmm. A in savers. So mm -hmm. his, his strategy is... Silence. So this is what you do in the morning if you want to practice Miracle Morning, and it doesn't yep. have to be very long. Savers is the acronym. Silence, mm -hmm. affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribing or, or journaling. Yep. And this, what exactly you're saying is is yep. the A, which is affirmations. It's like saying to yourself who you want to be, or or what the truth is. I am. I am this, or I am not that. I can do mm -hmm. this, and just ingraining that in your head, and and that then becomes what you practice i mean you're absolutely. you're the, the the affirmations is is what you're telling us to do yes, so for those of us who have rewritten our story once mm -hmm. we get to that point how do we practice that and and and, and hardwire it in for mm. for good um would a daily routine like that help or is yeah. there, do you have any other tactics yeah. that, that could help? i do i love i love that of course now i want you guys to as you're listening i want you to hear how pat did that because he does this work so he immediately is immediately is like okay this is affirmation and i i need to continue it and that's exactly truth it's that repetition and here's the beautiful thing it 
you you hear a lot of times it takes 21 days to change a habit, right? Well, mm-hmm. we now know through neuroscience that's not true. At 21 days, your old neural network and your new great habit or neural network or story replacing in this situation are equal. So at any at 21 days, either one can take over. That's the truth. So I'm just going to be real. <laughs> and that's the truth. But at 60 days, that's when any habit or what you're doing here, this work of affirmation, like you said, is uh, now the neural network is built. Mm. So you're, the automation starts to kick in at that 67 days. So absolutely a daily practice, whether you have the feelings or emotions or not around your stories of success, of failure, of worth, of money, of identity, taking the time to verbally out loud of your outside of your own mind, audibly repeating the truth of the story that you're writing. And that is another piece. After the four R's, I take my clients through and I would love everybody listening to start realizing that you're starting to rewrite the stories you need to really click into now defining who do you want to be because your brain has the ability to hardwire that. But if you don't fill it, those old stories do come back in. So who do you want to be? And we talked at the top about, you know, the thinking that got you where you are, isn't going to get you there. So who do you want to be? Who is it that you want to be, you know, and start to be, the person, if we're t- talking about just business alone, talk about being that person that's as, at that six-figure level. What? How do they think? Mm-hmm. What actions are they taking? And be the person that's already there so that you can easily move into it. Your brain starts to, again, look for evidence. Remember that reticular activating system. Right. Oh, that's, that's who I am? Okay. So, you're repeating the true stories daily, every day. It's just part of a mantra. It's part of a a system in the morning to where you're really owning the truth of what you've defined. So many of us have our thoughts and our stories and our future on autopilot when we've been gifted this beautiful system of our brain that can literally automate what you want. Now, does it's not like a slot machine, right? You can't put in the give me the <laughs> give me the A-figure lottery ticket and that's going to do it, but your over time, your thinking starts to shift and you start taking different actions. You start believing different things because the story that you're that you're starting your day with is the story of the person that you ultimately will be. So why not be that person now? That makes the journey just so much simpler and lighter and enjoyable versus struggling to stay the person you are and then wanting to be somebody else. Just step into it now. What are the actions? What are the thinking? So when even when you're planning your day, so I uh, even though mindset is my thing of of choice in terms of helping entrepreneurs break free, then you've got to get practical, right? So you need to set your day up like you're a se- six and seven figure entrepreneur, even if you're just getting started. Because that's going to be the thing that's going to get you the opportunities that that you'll be expansive enough so you can actually collaborate with people. You'll be aware enough so you can see the long road ahead and be able to design it the way you want versus just reaction and responding to the stimulus that's coming at you at the time. I love that. Behaving like a seven-figure entrepreneur, um, even if you're not. Now, that doesn't mean 
pretending you have millions of dollars and spending no. a bunch of money on a yacht and a boat and a yeah. house, which is what a lot of people do. And that's not the right uh-huh. way to go about it. But no. for example, behave like a seven figure entrepreneur, hang around other successful yes. people because yeah. you are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with, Jim Rohn says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was also reminded of, so it's not just Hal Elrod talking about this, it's not just you talking about it, but a book I read a long time ago from T. Harv Ecker called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, that's a great book. There's like a PDF you print out and you say these things every morning. I was just reminded yep. that, I think he calls them your your declarations, like, mm-hmm. um, like, I think one of them was like, I think big, I choose to help thousands and thousands of people. I promote my value to others with passion and enthusiasm. I commit to being rich. And it, this isn't like woo. It, it sounds, mm-hmm. it may sound woo woo, but this is, this is psychology. This is human yeah. behavior. This is, this is rewiring ourselves. Um, the story that you tell yourself is the story that you become. And I, I think that's so key. So to finish off uh, here, Shannon, this is all fantastic, great stuff. That's going to be super useful. Um, I'd love to do a little role-playing game with you. Love it. Love it. If that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So this will be a scenario and I'd love to know how you as, as, as the uh, coach essentially in the situation would help me out. So I tell myself these affirmations every single day. I, I practice and I behave like a entrepreneur who is successful and I am seeing success and then I plan a launch and it's based on what my audience says they want and they, you know, are ready for this launch and I, I launch this thing and it, it, it falls flat. It, mm-hmm. it, it just bombs. And now I'm in my own head. I am, I am in this, this whirlpool going down and circling down into a deep, dark hole of I'm not worth it. Yep. I am not good enough. It is all ending. Everything I put my work into is, is crumbling. I should go out and get a, a, a job, a stable job. Who am I to even think I could go down this route? Mm. Shannon, how, how do I, I, I had done all the things, but then now I'm derailed. How do, how do I get back on? Oh my gosh, I love this so much. So welcome to the world of being an entrepreneur, what he just <laughs> described, because as we love to say, next level, next devil. <laughs> it, it doesn't go away. You just get much, 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 much better at identifying it and doing the work. So before this launch, of course, we would have talked about what the launch means. What does it mean about you? What it, what happened? Because the reality is, if you're thinking like a seven-figure entrepreneur, you absolutely know you're going to fail. You're going to fail and learn and fail and learn and fail and learn. And that's uh, the fabric of almost every successful on and offline business owner that I know. They took risks and they failed. So, we would have worked done that work ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But we're here and you're spiraling. So, so I, Pat, would want to know from you, what does this failure mean about you? My reply would be, I built the wrong audience. I built the wrong product. I wasted a bunch of money and, and now I don't have any clients. I don't, I, like money's not coming in like I thought it was going to in our projections. Um, I, I feel like a failure. Mm. And... So does this product not help people then? It helps people. They said it was something they needed, but for whatever reason it just wasn't wasn't connecting with them and so I don't I don't know what to do next. I, like if I relaunch like I should I lower the price to try and get people in it? Maybe it was the price that was the issue. Um I I think it it's going to be helpful for them and you know I've I even had like 
you know, a couple of my friends go through the course and they said it was helpful, but I just, I wasn't making sales. I, I don't know if people believe me. Hmm. Okay. So do you believe that if, if it's sold, what kind of impact would it make on people and on their lives? Say we're sitting here, the launch didn't fail. It was at the right price or the right, you know, marketing message and all that. And we're sitting here and you've got 10 people in what are they getting from your course? Because I know you launched this because you had a drive and a belief and you wanted to help people. So what is it helping them with? It would help them double their revenue because it includes some really unique marketing tactics that I implement myself. And I've, I've, I've shared this kind of on a surface level on my blog and on my podcast. And it's for people who want to execute on that which is not easy. And so I would have these 10 students going through and daily getting small wins that lead up to the big win in the end where, um, you know, they launch something new and then they double their revenue. They see something they haven't seen before. And I know it can do, I know it can help them do that. And that's, okay. that's the big frustration here, Shannon, is that I just, I don't have the people in there. Yeah. So can you identify that your worth is connected right now to this being a success because you're feeling like you want to give up that maybe it wasn't worth it. You know, you spent all this money, you spent all this time. Do yeah. you see that there's a story there that this had to be successful to validate your, your worth in this? Yes, this failed, therefore I fa I am a failure. Okay, so let's talk about that story because you just told me something that contradicted that, which was, oh my gosh, I've done this in my own business. I, it's life-changing and I've had a couple people do it and they said it was amazing. I'm assuming the two people, the beta people that you had go through probably had some pretty positive things to say about it. What were some of the things that they they said about it to you? And by the way, for everybody listening, this is, we're just kind of jamming here. This isn't an yeah. actual thing, but I, I love where this is going, by the way. Um, they said that, I mean, they've, they've gotten the results. They've, they've delivered, I, I delivered on the outcome and it's great. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is I am not a failure completely. I just didn't launch this properly, but that does not equal I'm a failure. Right. So, the story you're telling yourself is what? I want you to say it out loud. I, I felt like I was, because we're moving out of it, but I, I want you to verbally say it. I felt like I was a failure. Finish that sentence. I didn't sell into this course. Therefore, I am not cut out to be in this business. Is that true? No. Why not? Because I've proven that I am cut out for it by helping other people, by the thousands of people who read my blog and listen to my podcast. This is just a outlier experience that has nothing to do with my value and self-worth. No, absolutely. So restate for me, what is true? What is true about this product in you? I am a person who can help people with their business, I am a valuable asset for people to have, and I will continue to find new ways to help people moving forward, despite this one particular launch that may have failed for reasons outside of who I am, and mm -hmm. probably true, 
um, I will find a way to make it work. There you go. And so now then I'm going to want you to stay with that and continue with that. And I don't know how long you want to go, but I would now dive into, all right, let's, let's now, now you've separated yourself from the actual launch. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the launch and is the launch a failure? Right, right. And we, we won't go down that, that road. <laughs> I'm thinking I could totally bring this in another direction by going, right, exactly. you know, uh, I forgot to put the sales button on the sales page. Yeah. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> the, yeah. All right. All, all's good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but thank you for doing that with me. I know that's a yeah. challenge to, uh, to, to have you do that right on the spot, but that was really cool. I love how you kind of helped me realize that what I was seeing was actually not true. Yeah. It felt true. Mm-hmm. Even in this scenario, playing this role, but then you showed me through very specific examples that it just was, it was not true. And you didn't say that's not true, Pat. You had me realize it, which I think is the key here. So, cool. um, and, and we can do this. It, it of course, having a, a coach, and that's why I do coach people and have programs, but you can do this work. That's the thing that I really want people to take away from. I love that you said it felt true because we always have a feeling of before we have a cognition of. Mm -hmm. So the feeling is always going to be there first. And when you start to do this work, it actually feels uncomfortable. So, yay. (laughs) But um, that's actually I tell people, yeah, that's a good sign. Like feeling uncomfortable in this is good. But knowing that you can actually be the one who is in control of your internal game, have that self leadership or governance, and you have the capacity completely and totally, you are no different than whatever person you're looking up to, the Tim Ferriss, the Tony Robbins, the Pat Flynn's, the whoever it is that you're looking, you know, to as being your ultimate role model, you have the same. And we we see this on like pet imaging scans. That's where I get real geeky when you can actually see the neural network change. And it all is from this affirmation and visualization going through this 4 R process and then hardwiring the true story that you want to walk into. Woo, the man, that was good. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I hope you, uh, those of you listening, you all enjoyed listening to this and Dr. Shannon Irvin here who uh, is with us today. So thank you Shannon, we appreciate you. Where should people go to find out more about you and your programs and your coaching and your podcasts? Give us all the goods. All, all that good stuff. Well, you can find the podcast, of course, on iTunes. Uh, you can uh, subscribe at Epic Success Podcast with me. And uh, I'm across all socials at Dr. Shannon Irvin. And you can jump on the website and get a hold of the 4-Hour process so you can start working through it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate you and I'll see you in the Accelerator program. Sounds great. All right. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Dr. Shannon Irvin. You can find her at drshannonirvin.com or the Epic Success Podcast, which you can find anywhere you can download a podcast. Thank you, Shannon. You're amazing. I appreciate you so much. And all of you listening, I appreciate you as well. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And finally, Make sure you head on over to the show notes page, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 331 to get all the goodies there. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast 
called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it. 